0: So today's Dav is Dav Yurches, page 18 in the Heligumisakhis, and we are up to Velisni. Alright? We are up to the last word on the very first line on Yurches Amud Aleph. Here we go. Now let's remind ourselves what is going on. So beginning of our parak. Beginning of the second parak. On the bottom of Tesvav Amud days, we had a Mishnah. And the Mishnah discussed a case where a woman will say, for example, lost her ksuba, and now she's in a with her husband. Uh, it's a great uh, Shalom Bayis issue over here. Does she get paid 200 uh, Does she get paid 100 And um, uh, the Mishnah gave a couple of examples that could prove, for her to prove, that she receives a 200 uh, Zuz ksuba. Uh, so what? What are the two ways? So either we said if there's witnesses that she went at her wedding with a hinuma, which was a sign of a besula at the chasna, some sort of face covering, or if there were Adim, uh, that there were uh, toasted kernels at her chasna, also another side of a besula. And if there you bring Adim, soon you get two hundred. Then the mission said, "Umayda, Rabbi bishu will admit." Which we stelled on, we dwelled on. What does it mean? This? What was? What's he admitting to? So we explain. He's going back to the first paragraph. About trying to believe her, that in the case where somebody says to his, somebody walks over to another yid and he says, "Oh, I just want to tell you something. My field that I own, I bought from your old man." And uh, the child now says, "Oh, really? Prove it to me." Says "No, you don't need to prove it because we're going In that case, we're gonna trust." Pesha usar, Pesha hit there. What well, we've been dwelling on over the last uh, on yesterday's blood was why you got to give a case where he said, I bought this field from your father. Why couldn't he give a case where he said, I bought this field from you? Okay? Now, we're up to Velisni, And the Gemara is going to keep challenging the ca- that case of Umayyadir Yeshua. And we're going to try to clarify and wonder why we couldn't give a case that would be different, easier, less of a, less of a jump, less of a shift in the Mishnah from Ksuba. All right? So here we go. Says the Gemara. The listening, why doesn't the Mishnah say, mm-hmm. the will admit, if somebody says to his friend, listen, I borrowed a money from you. Now remember, how much was a money in the Mishnah? How many Zuz? Hundreds Zuz. Yeah, Ksuba, uh, uh, Besula gets two money, which is 200 Zuz. He says, I borrowed 100 Zuz. Over there he's believed. The Gemara is asking a very basic question, and that is, why do you jump from a regular case of Ksuba, which is a overall Monetary obligation to a case of real property. I bought this land. Why don't we just say similar to the case of Ksuba, less of a jump in the Mishnah, with and a more a smoother segue? Rabbi Shuh will admit. Also, by the way, when somebody says I borrowed a hundred money from you, deal with money. Why do you got to sh- why do you got to jump to real estate? That's the Gumara Shiloh there. So says the Gemara. Mishum because. If we'd be dealing with uh, a monetary loan as opposed to a land purchase, we would have an issue with the Seif of the Mishnah. Why? Because Then the Seifah the of the Mishnah would read as follows. If it would be a financial matter, the Seifah would read as follows. If there are witnesses that he borrowed from him. And the borrower says, I paid him back. He's not believed. So here's what's gonna happen, ready? A guy says, oh, I borrowed 100 money from you, but I paid you back. What's the halacha? You don't know. But then, what's the continuing on that theme of Rabbi Shua, if we're jumping to financial matters, the Mishnah will then say, but if you have Edim, that he borrowed a money, then he's not believed to say, I paid back, unless he brings witnesses. And that's not true. You know why? Because we know when it comes to loans, If somebody lends money to his friends with Edom, You do not need to pay back with Adam, Okay, This is uh, an incredible, incredible halacha, which is that whenever you lend money to somebody, even if you trust the money, Chazal teaches us you have an obligation to have witnesses. Obligation to have witnesses. And um, the reason for this is, we don't. It's it's a transgression on behalf of the lender to ever lend money to somebody without witnesses because your people have such a strong urge to not pay back money that they owe. You're setting them up for an Abeir. Mom is wild. Okay. Or so yeah. Send your star, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you, you need to do something that is going to, in some way, shape, or form, and that's gonna be a big focus of today's taf, is gonna be uh, financial matters. And, um, but the actual loan taking place has to be done with ADIM. However, the paying back of the loan does not necessarily need to be with ADIM, Okay, You're allowed to pay back the loan without ADIM, and therefore we actually would put some element of trust into the borrower to say that he paid back, and that's get. Into, we're going to get into this a little bit, the, you because know, here the miser could be setting yourself up for a problem if you do that. You borrow little witnesses, you're paying back without witnesses. So let's go. Says so whoever listening, why wouldn't, uh, why couldn't the Mishnah have said? Again, this is all theoretical question. Keep in mind, f- follow along the, the conversation. This is we're having a theoretical conversation. Our Mishnah gave a case where pesha osar pesha hit there on real property. We want to know why you can you, Why we didn't give an example of money, and the Gemara is now explaining because if we would have given an example of borrowing money, then the end of the, the end of the Mishnah wouldn't have panned out properly, because Adem wouldn't necessarily have changed anything. Says the Gemara, but listening, but the Mishnah could have then shifted and said, "Umayder Reb will admit, if somebody says that I borrowed a hundred zuz from your father, the chaltev pras." and I paid back half of it. Okay? What does vachalta Fras mean? I, I let him eat bread. Let me not let him eat bread. I paid him back money because he needed food to eat. So I, I, it's an expression of I gave him some money back. Shehun Over there, he is believed. Now this is fascinating because usually by Maideh B'mitzas, when somebody admits to something partially, you're going to be obligated to take a shvuah, But over here, Rabbi Yeshua will agree, will agree that by mita b'mitzas Hataina, and he's the one who started, who created the whole thing. That even by mita b'mitzas, there's not going to be a chiyuv Beautiful. So says the Gemara. Aliba Who would this? Whose opinion would this be going in? E aliba If it's going to pin the on her amri, but and say meishiv aveda you're just concerned a Veda. This is Mamish incredible. So if you find an object and you want to return the lost object, you have to make a shvua on the amount that you're paying back. No. So over here, where somebody walks over to, to another yid, he's like, hey, by the way, I borrowed 100 zuz from your own man and I paid him back 50. You know what that's like? A This guy didn't know that you owed his father money and now you're paying him back from his father's estate. So therefore, in such a case, of course you're putter from a shvua of Amaida Debe So, why would the Mishnah say, "Oh, ma'ida Reb In such a case, like it's a grace of Kiddush. it's not a grace of Kiddush. There's no uh, major idea that you need to admit to. So, if if you're follow, if you hold like the Rabbanon that a ma'ida b'miksa satayna in such a case is is a mesiv aveda, But if you're going to say we're following the bin of Reb Elaz Yaakov, ha boy. Yaakov says that whenever you have a ma'ida b'miksa satayna, there you're going to have to make a shvuah. Did Rabbi Shua say anything in the Mishnah about taking an oath? No. So, either way, he says the Gemara, whose opinion is he following? It cannot be Alibudur because then you're a Mishra Veda. And it's not going to the He didn't mention anything about, about taking the Shua. So, who, if this would be the case, who would Rabbi Shua's opinion be going in? Now, you can always say Rabbi Shua is also a Tan. Yeah, so, what's, what's bothering you? So obviously, but the way to understand this is it was known there were two primary opinions. And we're trying to. And Rabbi Shul wasn't involved; it wasn't included in these primary opinions. And we're trying to see how he uh, stims, how he fits into these opinions. So the Gemara is now going to uh, shift for a small, uh, just a couple lines, and ex- get into this machlekes between Reb, the rabbanon and Rabbi Allah Zubin Yaakov What's this whole conversation about? Whether you are a meshev and you're not obligated to take to take any oath or do anything because the Misa this is completely on you. And uh, nobody can force this. Or like Lezun Yaakov, who holds that your is going to have a of shua. Is the, now we're going to quote the the of the tanya. We learned it in the Bless me in Yaakov Aimer. P'am shu'adam nishba al taina satzma. There's times where a person swears about some about his own taina, about his own claim. What do you mean that we're going to place a oath on somebody He's swearing about his own claim? Ketzal. If somebody says to someone else, I borrowed a hundred zos from your own man. And I paid him back half You have to swear Whose opinion was that? This is a case where somebody He himself started the claim And still We're going to add an oath Because you're swearing About your own claim That you made You only like And you are Okay Let's get into this b'risa a little bit. Before you get into the b'risa, you know, there's a, there's a ma'isa brought down. I forget the the era or the time, but there was a yid who, if anybody knows, it's, it's a well-known, uh, it's one of these ma'isalach that went around. Somebody knows the details better than me, please let me know. A yid found a wallet at a fair, and... Um, found the wallet at a fair, and he put up a sign to return it, and a non-Jew came to claim the wallet, and the Yid says how much money was in there, and the non-Jew says there was, everything was rubles in Hasidic stories, even if it was in the 1960s in America there's it's rubles, so... Um, uh, so the guy says, there's two thousand rubles in the wallet. So he says, he says, oh, it's uh, there's so he gave simonim on the wallet, the proper signs of the wallet, but he said there was more money than there actually was. So the Yid tells him that He says he got the right simonim on the wallet, but uh, okay. So the guy takes the Yid to court. The guy takes the Yid to court. He says the the Yid is trying to look good, like he's made, sure he stole half my money they took him to civil court. The so yid's petrified; He doesn't know what to do. So he goes to the rav, and he asks the rav, "What should I do?" I, mean, I know the amount of money I was in. As the rav says, "Don't worry. I I know you're you're you have an amonis. I'll come with you. I'll I'll we'll work it out." So they come to court, a whole back and forth, and the 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 judge asks the rav what he's doing there. He says, I, "He says, Your Honor, I just want to tell you that this fellow here is trustworthy, and in my personal opinion, if." The non Jew is so bent that there was 2,000 ruble in the wallet, and the Yid only had, and he's claiming 1,000 ruble. You should know it must not be the guy's money at all. And the judge took a paskin like that, and the Yid ended up with the wallet and the 1,000 ruble. Right? That's um, so, some sort of misery. Right? Yeah? Never heard of it. I, I like that. Yeah. Azazach. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Okay. So here you have. You're paying back. But uh, when you're a Mejah you don't even have a Choye to, to, you know says the are you're, you're coming you're the one who has memonas you're, you're starting this whole thing we're not going to start uh, creating obligations it says the gemara ben Yaakov, the pater. why does revelos ben yakov argue on the Chachamim? he agrees if somebody wants to if, if somebody's coming to do a mitzvah of Ashavasaveda, certainly he's not going to be mekhuyev in a Shavua, so why doesn't he say the same thing over here why does he disagree and what's wrong with the with the viewpoint of this guy being a, um, a doing a bit of a shavas a Oh, so it says Rav that Rabbi Lozberg Yaakov is giving a case where the we, you you have a katan you, making a claim. Okay, so here's what happens: you have a young kid. I'm not going to give a number, and I'll tell you, we'll, we'll see why soon. We're not going to say how old, but you have a katan. Let's just translate katan now as a child. You have a child coming and making a claim that he knows that Yankul owes money to his father and it's not paid off. and Yankul says, "I paid off half." Now since the cuttan started the claim, now Kotan usually can't he doesn't have understanding that doesn't, 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 but since he's starting the claim, so Bozminako says, "We can't view you like a Meshav Aveda. Don't say you're a because the maisa, the whole reason why you open your mouth didn't start from you. It's not pesha asar pesha hitter. There was already a reisa. There's already something lacking in your claim because it started with the katum. Okay. Says the Gemara. One second, but we don't <laughs> know, we don't claim, but we don't uh, pay back on a time of a So over here, why is he being Says the Gemara. You ready for this? And this is why we translated godol before. Uh, I'm sorry, the trouble translated Godel as a child as opposed to a minor. Here we go. What a beautiful limud. Ready for this? My katan. You know what it means. A katan started the claim, Godal It's a katan who's a godol. He's already a halachic adult. So why are we killing, calling a halachic adult a koton? beautiful. Because since he's coming to claim his father's estate, he's called a katan. My father, Zechariah Lavracha, asked me once. He says, The Torah says, Ger. Uh, a convert, an orphan, and a widow, you're not let harass with words. So my father asked me, how old do you need to be a Yasim? An orphan. How old? Huh? I don't know, I heard someone said no matter how old you are, when your parents huh? die, you're still a yasim. That's right. That's what he said. He says, you don't find anywhere in Halacha that a Yasaman. ends. You could be 99 years old, your father was twenty-one years old, and you passed away. But his your father passed away. You're a yosim, such a person. You can have all the, and you could already have great, great, great grandchildren, but when a parent passes away, you're a yosim, because each of us, keneged our parents, are always katana. It's so true. Mom is true. That's that's how that's how it is. It's it's, it's a it's a fantastic yisaid. It's a fantastic yisaid, which is the legabe of katanu. The gemara is explaining when this katan came with a claim. We're calling him a katan Because he's coming on behalf of his father's estate But he could be 99 years old But what's the obvious Question So then he's coming on behalf of himself Because he's saying it's my, it's my stuff now right? If he's already a gadol So let's get into this Okay? It says, if we're dealing with A katan who's here Initiating a claim To this guy that he owes money to his father's estate Tainasatzmoyim Tainasachi. Right? So why are we saying that this guy who's being trying to be collected from is making his own claim? No, it's not. You have a goddam, a a child, but a goddamn who's coming to him and saying, Hey, buddy, you owe money to my old man's estate. So why we calling this Tainas Atmai? You have an adult coming at you, says the Gemara Tainas Achirim. You're right. It's Taina achirim, which means there's another gudel coming with the claim to pull money from you. However, atzmai, it's the meida b'mitzas that's causing the sure. So you're having a gadol, This child, this who's a Gogol, coming on behalf of his father's day. but since the one who's being collected from, the one who has a claim against, says I fed half the, I fed your father bread, which means. I paid back half. It's that Maida ben that's causing the Shua. Says the Gemara. Oh, so let's, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. We're trying to understand why Rabbi Shua. What are we trying to figure out ultimately? Why Rabbi Shua is, um, is, uh, has a problem with calling this Meshav Avedi. Right? Why don't we do this as Meshav HaVeyd? That's what we're saying, because it's, it's not a classic case of Meshav Avedi. There's a claim against him. Says the Gemara, Kulutaniso, all is Tainas by HaDos dollars, you know, that always happens. Yes, yeah? so what does it mean? That there's some times where it happens, any time you're going to have uh, a case where two adults are coming at each other, one's claiming a hundred bucks, you owe them a hundred dollars, the other one says, no, you owe you fifty. That's a classic Tainas Satsman. Why do you got to give, why do you got to make a complicated case here? Lamaisa, it's, it's a classic HaKeyim HaDos so it says the Gemara. You're right. Rather, the and Rav Ben Yaakov is is explained well according to Rabbah. The Omar Rabbah. Rabbah says. This is incredible, This is one of these Gemaras where we have to. The Gemara Chazal understand psychology better than any of us, better than we understand it ourselves. It's mamish wild. The, the Rabbah says, You know why? When somebody responds to a, partial, to, to a claim of $100, and they say, you know, I agree, I own 50 you know why? You need to take an oath, because we have a, um, we, we have a status, that if somebody borrows 100 bucks from someone else, and then the lender comes to the debtor. Who's the debtor? The, is that the... Uh, I know lender and borrower. Okay. It's, it's, if you want to be real yeshivish, ready? A lender and lendee. Right? <laughs> you always have the damager and the damagee. Yeah, that's it. Okay. see, so you have the lender who says, you owe me $100. And the guy's like, oh, only 50 You know why? So really the guy who owes 50 wants... To say, I owe you nothing. But there's a chazaka, there's a status. Again, chazaka just means not everybody. You can have a few Meshagoyim out there. Some crazy people. But as a general rule, a person is not going to have the chutzpah in front of the Baal To completely deny the loan. A like, guy, did, did you tell me you that? You're going to completely deny the loan? No. So this guy really wants to deny the loan in its entirety. So why didn't he deny the entire loan? Because he doesn't have the... Because he doesn't have the chutzpah. And really, he wants to admit... So listen to this. Listen to this. Follow the, follow the psychology. Ruvay lends Shimon $100. Shimon says, I owe you $50. Why? he wants to pay the whole thing as we're going to see in a moment he can't, but he doesn't have the chutzpah to say you never let me so So why aren't you admitting that you borrowed the full hundred bucks because he needs more time he needs more time he wants to push off the lender, The said, this is what he's thinking as soon as I get the money, now I know I got the money today but I Pasha don't have it yeah, uh, and my credit card's maxed out. Or I'm too smart to do that. I'm not. I'm not doing that. So I need. A, I'll, my my paycheck's coming in a week. and then I'll pay him. And the Torah says, "Let's give him an oath." So that he'll admit to the entire thing, even if he can't pay back right now. At least we'll get him to admit. So listen to this logic over here. Okay? Says Rabbah, and again. Uh, Let's take a step back and and remember why we're doing this. Rabbah's giving us the Svarah and somehow we're going to say, based upon the Svarah, there's a machlokas between the Rabbana and Rabbi ben Yaakov. So now what's Rabbah's Svarah? Rabbah says, here's the psychology of people who are, uh, most people, the chazakah of people who are paying back loans. Here's how it works. Ruvain lends money to Shimon, $100. He comes to Shimon on the day the loan is due. Shimon, pay me back, $100. Shimon says... I really only borrowed 50 why is he saying 50? first of all he's never going to deny the whole thing so the fact that he admitted to 50 doesn't really tell us that Shimon's being honest because you're not going to be such a liar to deny the whole thing so, he has to, so he's admitting to 50 why is he admitting to 50? because he really wants to pay the full 100 but he's not capable so you know what the chachamim say? chachamim say listen you know, sometimes you want to say things in it Just to kick things down the road If you're going to claim 50 Because of this issue We're going to take, We're going to ha- obligate you to make a shuah on a safer tariq. Go make a shuah on bezin That you don't own it that, that you don't owe the money Okay And what the hope is Is that he won't yeah. make the sure And ultimately agree that he's pay, that he's he's that he owes the rest And then what? He'll pay it up when he has it. That's <laughs> he is. Right? But this is this is the the says Rabbah, this is the background logic to why Mayda Now, Rabalaz Yaakov Savar, Rabbi Lazbin Yaakov holds Laishna the Leishna Bivnai. It doesn't make a difference whether I myself borrowed a hundred dollars or whether you're coming to say my father borrowed a hundred dollars. A son will not have the chutzpah to say my father's estate doesn't owe you anything. A son feels close enough of a achrayis to his father that the same way I wouldn't have the chutzpah to deny the lender for me, I wouldn't have the chutzpah to deny somebody to lend money to my father. The And therefore, when the child says that um, you owe me money, okay, we don't say you're like a meshwaveda because there's a pre-existing claim against you. It's a huge shvua. a a person." <coughs> Excuse me. A person only has the this logic of not having the chutzpah in front. in front of somebody, he lent money to himself. of he would have the chutzpah To I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, over here, we're dealing with not the the son of the borrower, the son of the lender. So he would have the chutzpah to deny it to the son of the lender. And we delay, he is, and since he was my he's considered a Meshva Veda, and there's no obligation of a Shavua Beautiful. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara Alright. Here we go. Now we're going to get into documents. Says the Mishnah. If Adim come. And they say, Ksav huze, we did sign on this document. Okay? True. It was us. We are, you know, to it is a sign. Uh, Shimon owns, owes Ruve 100 out. We call them, like, hey, what's with the signatures? Yeah, it was us. anusim hayinu. All right? We were forced to sign. Meaning, we don't know if Shimon really owes the money to Ruve. We didn't see it happen. But Reuven held a knife to our throats and said, you better sign on this document that Shimon owes me the money. I say, yeah, it's our signature, but we were forced. hayinu, Or they say, yeah, that's our signatures, but we were in third grade when uh, when we signed it. Or we were puzzled, why we puzzled Edis? Because Shimon was um, our father-in-law. Okay. Well, however it was, whatever sort of relationship you want to say they were, even as gedayim, but we weren't kosher. We weren't fit witnesses. Hare <laughs> We trust these witnesses. Okay. Now this obviously is a chiddush. It's obviously a chirish. Otherwise, the mission not In other words, some way, shape, or form, as we're going to see in the Gemara, and this is going to be the focus. That, in some way, shape, or form, in general, if somebody signs on a document. They can They're not really trusted to back out of that signature. But with these claims of ketanim, psulim, manusim, we're going to trust that. The shuksav Let's say they're not saying that it's their signatures. But other aiden, other witnesses are saying that this is the signatures of these chavra. Or we can match up their signatures to their the back of their credit card. Do people really sign the back of their credit cards? No. No, right? I don't know who does that. One time, one time I was in a store. It must've been a lady's first day on the job. She tried matching up my signature on the receipt to the signature on the credit card. She says, I'm sorry, sir, you can't use the credit card. There's no signature. So I signed the credit card. And she's like, okay, yeah, it looks the same. I'm like, I just did it in front of you. Dude, it looks the same. (laughs) She goes, brilliant. Yeah, this is gonna last long. I said yak sabiyat maz makam akhir inna naman since they don't have the namans to pass up their signatures here we go since the commander umran bakhamran me khamasa da shanashan mohanus me inu this is only true when they say onus me ino mahmas momoin meaning there was no uh, knife held to their throats but the guy says if you don't do this then uh, i'm not going to pay you a paycheck i'm not going to his their boss akhis whatever those are uh, some sort of financial threat have the lucine makmas the fushers okay then we are, uh, they are trusted. Now what does it mean they are trusted? In the Seifa. You hear? So the way we read the Reisha is not incorrect. The Gemara is explaining, even in the Seifa, what happens if you have other Edim testifying that this is their signatures? They're not themselves. But the Edim who signed says, yes, it's true it's our signatures, but it was a threat to our lives. The guy had a knife at our throats. They're still believed to say that the loan doesn't exist. Yeah, we heard the this here? No? Maybe? Say it again? Here you go. In the race of the Mishnah, when they say Anusim Ayinu, we trust them. The Seifa says, however, if other edim come and say his signature, they can't, they can't come with these claims. The Gemara says they could if they're claiming that there was a knife to our throats. Even if we have other Adim. Saying that those signatures are real, if they say it is a real signature, but those are not our lives, then that's still gonna that, that's still going to um, remove the loan. Okay. Amade Rava Rava says means is this ever possible? Is it ever like this? Now Rava is going to challenge the entire premise of our Mishnah that an aide has the right, once he signs on something, has a right to say that, that, to back out and say that that signature is not valid. Is it is it is it ever true? We know we have a rule that once somebody says something, once somebody gives testimony, you're never allowed to go back and change that testimony. And if you're going to tell me, that's only when somebody's coming with testimony through the mouth of Obishtar Loi, but maybe when he's signing on a document, there is whenever you have a signatures on a document, it's as if you're speaking your testimony in Bezdin, and therefore, what do you mean? How can you ever have a case where somebody signs on a document, it's accepted in a Bezdin, and then you're saying it's not your signature? You're backing out. What happened to this cardinal rule? Answer the Gemara Eli rather. What did we, uh, rather, what is our statement going on? It's going on the ratio of the Mishnah. The Raisha of the Mishnah said, again, what do what the Adam say? Yes, it's our signature. However, we are forced. There we believe that. And on that, Amram Yerachovah, that's what Rahama says, In the Mishnah, in the ratio, where they say we were anusim, we are forced, that's where there was a knife held to their throat. Therefore, is there Kivan Shigid Magid? No. Because they're saying our original signatures were never, there was never a Higid. There was a knife to our throats. There was a total force. So we trust him. But let's say they say, you know, we signed, but because our boss told us he's not going to give us a paycheck at the end of the month. That's how we put our signatures there. Then if they want to back out and say, "Oh, because we are forced, then ain't them on them. We don't trust them. My timer, why not? Ain't Adam mesim at's my Russia." That is incredible. That's not a timer. It's not a claim. You're a, a, such a person is a Russia. You understand? Somebody says, "Oh, I signed that Shimon owes money to Ruvain because I'm more concerned about my money than I am Shimon's... than I am right, Shimon's borrowing from Ruben. That's what they wrote. I'm working on my money than Shimon's money. That's a Russia. I prefer you lose money than me lose money. Such a claim, ain't not the mason Mots by Russia. And therefore, you know what we're going to say with the signatures? It was a valid signature. You can't back out on that. Okay? Says the Gemara Viter, Tanu on the rabbis learned and so should we... They are not naman to passel him up to be Rabbi This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. they are believed. Okay. Now, what does it mean to passel it up? The signatures. Edom are not believed to say that our signatures are uh, are not kosher. That's very The said they are believed to remove their to say their signature wasn't valid. We understand what our Abanon. Hold that you're not allowed to passel up your signature. osar, <speaking in Hebrew> osar, Because the rule that we had the other day, of uh, in in the Mishnah of Pesha <speaking in Hebrew> osar, the mouth that postled, um you know, the, the that created the prohibition, shah <speaking in Hebrew> That's the same mouth that is saying it's okay. Now. Pesha asar pesha hitir. What we're learning now is a little bit of a shift. Until now, we've been calling pe a uh, a verbal claim, and now we're extending that to signatures. Elder of Meir my time, but according to rav Meir, pesha asar pesha hitir. Why do we say that they're not believed to passel up their signatures? They should be believed because of pesha asar pesha hitir. Right? They started this. Let's believe them the whole way. Says the Gemara. It makes sense when they say, you know, we were Apostle Edus That it is our signatures, but guess what? We just can't give testimony In that case, we understand Because in such a case, when somebody lends The guy who's lending the money, and he wants to make sure that he gets paid back So we're going to assume, let's call it a chazaka There's a status that if I'm lending you $100 And I want to make sure you pay me back Who's signing on the Who's signing on the document? I'm going to make sure whoever's signing is able to sign. I'm not going to get a three year old who's first learning how to write the ABCs, and I'm not going to allow somebody who's a close family member. I'm going to I'm going to cover my bases, and therefore, under those circumstances, to say that we were psulim, there's actually a weakness in that claim, and that's why we won't believe them. Kitanim nami and Kitanim as well. Kedushim melakish. Like uh, with all the logic of Rosh Menlokes, because Lakish, says, "Top of tomorrow's daf, there's a chazaka that the only witnesses whoever sign on a document is if they already, if they are already Okay. The same way, a lender is not going to allow a relative to sign on a document. who will make sure you don't have a you don't have a kid signing on a document either. Ella my What about the case where they said we were forced? We were forced. Why don't we give them the kayak of Pesha, Asa, Pesha, Yeah? Because this is not, there's no chazaka of the lender. There's no chazaka anymore. Either the lender is the one who is forcing them, let's say, a claimed lender, right? He's the one who wants it. Or somebody outside is saying, you better go in and, and sign on behalf of that lender, otherwise, uh, you know, I'll pop a bullet. So, there's no chazak on behalf of the lender to be careful. So, why aren't we, uh, why don't we come with the claim of Pesha Asar Pesha Hitr? Omar, Rav Chista, Rav Chista, says, if Edom say you better sign on this doc- uh, uh, if, I'm sorry, if somebody says to Edom, you better sign on this document, Otherwise, I will kill you, Yehargu va you should be killed as opposed to signing falsely, so according to this as well, according to to uh, Rav Chista, explaining Rav Mayer's opinion, you have to give up your life for such a thing, and therefore by them saying that we were forced actually is also going to turn them into they Rava Rav, Rav says oh, what come <laughs> on if let's say they were come in front of Bezdin, yeah. And, and and they would ask us to shaila. Armin and Luhu, we're going to say to them. Zilu chasumu v'lai he says, "Give me a break." If two people walk into us, they say, "Listen, our lives are at risk. Should we sign? Should we give our signatures? Otherwise, we're going to be killed." You know what Paz is going to say? Yeah, go sign. The only big three, the big three. That's we you give your life up for. And now when they give documents like, oh, you shouldn't have signed, you shouldn't have signed, give me a break. That's not an answer. It says the Gemara last up for today. Ella, time of the Rev. rather Rav Mayor's reason is like Rev. If somebody admits that he wrote a star. Whoever has the document does not need to get it mekuyim. We'll call it notarized or whatever. He doesn't need to get it established imbesdin. Why? Because according to this, once you follow this logic, you ready? What's let's say it's notarized and established in court. What's making the star valid? What's making the star the document usable? Is it no. the edom? No, no. It's notary. that's the notary. It's a it's a court document. And since it's the court document that's giving it uh, validation, they cannot testify that the star is not valid anymore because you weren't complete, you can't say, because since this whole thing wasn't completely dependent on them, so uh, the, their claim of anything else ain't going to change it. Okay, we're up to Gufa. We'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.